The Rambam discusses a well-known halacha about the person who can either afford Shabbos or Hanukkah candles and how they have to prioritize Shabbos candles. In the way the Rambam teaches us this particular halacha, he actually teaches us everything that we need to know about what Judaism is all about and why we learn this specifically in the context of Hanukkah. What is Judaism about? Shalom, not peace in the conventional sense, but peace in the ultimate sense. So it starts off with Similchus Chanukah. At the end of the laws of Chanukah, Zog Rambam, where the Rambam tells us, If a person has a dilemma between either affording Shabbos candles or Chanukah candles, alternatively, or the debate whether a person can afford Kiddush wine or Shabbos candles, the halacha is Shabbos candles take precedence. And then he tells us why. Because the reason you light candles on Shabbos is for Shalom Bayis, which is basically that it's a pleasurable experience and nobody's bumping into the furniture. And then he proves how important Shalom Bayis or Shalom generally is. Because we see in the case of a Soita that we are allowed to obliterate, to erase Hashem's name in order to bring peace between a, a husband and wife where there's conflict in their home. And then he says, beyond that, God Allah Shalom. Shalom, peace is so great. That the entire reason the Torah was given was to bring peace into the world. As the Pasuk says, Its ways are the ways of pleasantness and all of its pathways are peace. Where does the Rambam get this from? The Mokka from the Alochas in Mesech the Shabbos. It comes from the Gemara Shabbos. Except there's one difference between the language used by the Gemara Shabbos and the, the language of the Rambam, and that is Abadot state nor Odif Mishlum Shalom So there the Gemara just says that the Shabbos candles are preferential to the Hanukkah candles and doesn't go into the whole conversation about how important peace is as a value in Judaism. So therefore, we have to wonder then, Why does the Rambam feel it necessary to prove to us how important peace is by showing us the case of the Soto where we erase Hashem's name for the sake of peace when the Gemara did not feel that was necessary? And the truth is that we even need to understand beyond that because even after the Rambam has brought that particular proof that look how important peace is, we can erase Hashem's name. In addition to that, the Rambam gives us this broad-based statement, that peace is so great, the entire Torah was given for the sake of peace. Why is that relevant over here? Why does the Rambam have to mention it? And don't say it's just because it's a, it, it, it's a bit of a stretch to say because the Rambam wanted to end. This is the end of the laws of Hanukkah. He wants to end on a positive note. As the time was the Rambam is most with Basef God Allah Shalom Chule that the reason the Rambam adds this overarching message that peace is important, the whole purpose of Torah is peace, is because the Rambam wants to end on a positive note as we typically try to do throughout all areas of Torah. Because if he had concluded just simply with the notion of bringing peace between a husband and wife who are in conflict, that in itself would be a positive way to end the halachas of Hanukkah. And even if you want to suggest, well, the fact is you're erasing Hashem's name, and maybe that's not such a positive concept, fine, 
Alte gekennt mit Schande sein und sagen, schlimm besser können, schauen wir uns an, weil keiner besser können, wir können uns an, weil The Rambam could have presented what he was saying in a slightly different order, so that the very last thing we would learn about would not be the erasing of Hashem's name, but rather would be the fact that you prioritize Shabbos candles over Hanukkah candles. So you can't say that he introduced this principle of God al-Hashalom, that peace is a great principle of Judaism, just simply to end on a positive note. So we need to understand why. Clearly, the principle of peace is extremely relevant in this particular conversation. Now, there are other details about how the Rambam presents us that we need to understand. First of all, Aleph Dietzim Raya. The Rambam is trying to prove to us that Shabbos candles, which bring peace to our home, override Hanukkah candles. What's his proof? From a dramatic story of saving a marriage. Surely what the Rambam wants to do is to show us how important peace is by telling us, look, you even erase Hashem's name. To tell us, tell us how important peace is. Because look how important peace is. It even overrides such a cardinal element of Judaism, of Torah mitzvahs. The thought of erasing Hashem's name. So if we can override the prohibition against erasing Hashem's name, how much more so we can override Hanukkah candles in favor of Shabbos candles? Surely that's what the Rambam's trying to tell us, right? But the proof does not match with the, with the principle. The proof he's bringing is to bring peace between a husband and wife who are in conflict, where he suspects of infidelity. There their objective is to allow a woman to still remain ha- married to her husband. And that's got far-reaching effect. It's something that affects a family, and it's something that, that affects the divine presence being in the space. We also know that when a couple gets divorced, the Mizbeach cries, so we want to avoid that. There are huge issues at stake over here. When you consider all of those serious considerations, God forbid the, the possibility of destroying a family and pushing away the Shechina and the Mizbeach crying. So all of that collectively, okay, will erase Hashem's name to preserve Shalom in such a scenario. But the peace that Shabbos candles brings as the Gemara tells us is just that people don't bump into furniture or trip. Or the other opinion, which is that it's not enjoyable to sit at a Shabbos meal in the dark. Just because we're willing to override a mitzvah for a very powerful kind of peace, how do we know that for a lesser kind of peace, we will override the mitzvah of Hanukkah? Especially when you consider that Ner Hanukkah is not just a mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah that publicizes the Abish's greatness through publicizing the miracle of Hanukkah. So how do we know that Soita is a viable proof for our conversation? Second question we have to work out is, in the Etzim Din, is the Rambam Katsum Hashanah from L'Shena Gemara, the way the Rambam presents the Salacha is different and even abridged from how the Gemara does. Aleph, in Gemara is lost in Tzvei Falan. The Gemara splits it into two sections. Ner base of an Hanukkah, if there is the debate between Shabbos or Hanukkah candles, Ner base of Shlei Then the Shabbos candles take precedence because of Shalom Bayes. Ner base of a Kiddush Ayom, separate principle, if there's now a question of whether you buy Kiddush wine or Shabbos candles, then Ner base of Adam Again, the Gemara says you prioritize the Shabbos candles because of the peace in the home. 
On the Rambam, he's a beta kailan name bava. The Rambam doesn't do that. He gives it all one consideration. If it's either Hanukkah candles or Kiddush Hayoim, Shabbos candles take precedence. Why does he summarize in that way? And also, the Lashon HaGemara is near Beisoy Odif. The Gemara says it's because Shabbos candles are uh, they, they are a priority over Hanukkah candles. And the Rambam is Meshan and Shabner Koidem. The Rambam only says Shabbos candles come before Hanukkah candles. It doesn't necessarily sh- say that they, are, they take precedence over Hanukkah candles. Why that nuanced difference? So in order to understand this, let's pay attention to where the Rambam has chosen to discuss this particular area of aloha. It also seems to be misplaced. In order to understand this, we first introduce an analysis of the Rambam's presentation. We know very well that where the Rambam chooses to present a particular halacha or halachas is very precise. Which raises the question. Why did the Rambam stick this halacha as that Shabbos candles override Hanukkah candles in Hilches Hanukkah Why does he put that into the laws of Hanukkah, not into the laws of Shabbos, where you would expect it? You're telling me how great Shabbos candles are. Why didn't you tell me that in the halachas where you're speaking about Shabbos candles? Yes, you'll say, because it's a law that doesn't apply every single Shabbos, and obviously the halachas of Shabbos candles must be relevant every Shabbos. No, but Shabbos Chanukah, it's only going to be relevant once a year on Shabbos Chanukah, perhaps twice a year, which happens when you have two Shabbosim in Chanukah. But the whole message and the theme is about the greatness and priority of Shabbos candles. If you're talking about the greatness of Shabbos candles, surely the place to discuss the greatness of Shabbos candles should be in the halachas of Shabbos. Now, if you think about it, the question is even greater when you consider we also talk about Kiddush. Here the Rambam is talking about Shabbos candles compared to Kiddush wine. What has that to do with Hanukkah? That has got no relevance to the laws of Hanukkah. Now, it's only relevant in Hilchah Shabbos. Ostensibly, the only reason the Rambam is mentioning it here is because he's already talking about Shabbos candles versus Hanukkah candles. Logic says the entire conversation with both aspects, the Kiddush wine and the Hanukkah candles versus the Shabbos candles, all of that belongs far better in the halachas of Shabbos. And not only that, that's actually how others do it. Look in the Torah where they talk about the fact that you prioritize Shabbos candles over Hanukkah candles. They bring it in both places. Why does the Rambam only bring it in Hilchas Hanukkah? Now, if you're familiar with the Rambam, you'll know the Rambam doesn't typically repeat the same halacha in two different places. That's fine. Like the Rambam tells us the, the, the principles of how halacha works, that the commentators on the Rambam point out that it's typical of the Rambam to express something clearly in one area of halacha and then leave it in a different area because you'll rely on what he has already taught you well, in that case, 
the Rambam's style is to rely on what he has already previously taught, which is not the case in Shulchan Aruch, and halachas are sometimes repeated. Like, for example, in our case of the laws of Shabbos candles versus Hanukkah candles, we see that the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch quote that both in the laws of Shabbos and both in the laws of Hanukkah, but that's not the Rambam's approach. Now, parenthetically, we're going to just quickly distinguish between the nature of Rambam and the nature of Shulchan Aruch. And then we'll come back to the point. Perhaps the reason is Shulchan Aruch is designed to be, like the name indicates, laws that are easy access, prepared for you. That whenever you happen to encounter a particular question, that's where you'll find it in the Shulchan Aruch. So if the question comes up on a Shabbos, you'll be looking in Hilchas Shabbos. If the question will come up on Hanukkah, you'll be looking in Hilchas Hanukkah. So Shulchan Aruch, which wants to be like the quickest way to find halacha as and when you need it, you can expect to find the same halacha mentioned more than once so that you have easy access. That's Shulchan Aruch. But as if it has been done, Vorum the din is as im enyod maseges liknes ne Shabbos vene Hanukkah. So here's our example. The question of whether a person can't afford both their Shabbos and the Hanukkah candles is negela maise bepel sayin el Shabbos and sayin el Hanukkah. That's something which could be relevant to the laws of Shabbos. It could be relevant to the laws of Hanukkah. So the Shulchan Aruch will put them in both places. The Rambam's not intended for that. Mashenkin de sefer hayad fun Rambam. The Rambam tells us in his own introduction to Mishnah Torah that his goal is to have a compilation that brings together all of the, 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 the details of Torah that a person could read first the whole of Torah and then read the Mishnah Torah and get the overview to know everything that Torah has to teach without need to read any other book in the interim. As the Kavone in sein Sefer is zu wissen dinei ha-Torah. So therefore the Rambam tells us the purpose of Mishnah Torah is not to have an easy access as and when you need the Halochas reference book like Shulchan Aruch, but rather it's an encyclopedia of Jewish law that you can consult and get the overview and an insight to the whole of Jewish law. So if you already know something in Jewish law, because you've already learned it, there would be no reason in the Rambam's objective to repeat what you already know, because the purpose of this, this book is so that you know. So then you could ask, the Rambam surely doesn't have to repeat the same information both in the laws of Shabbos and in the laws of Hanukkah, but the order is wrong. We can't apply this logic that the Rambam only says something once and doesn't repeat it to our case. That the Rambam typically explains something once and then relies on it. Because if that were the case, the Rambam should have discussed this in Hilchah Shabbos, which appear first in Mishnah Torah. That's where you first encounter the dilemma of the Shabbos versus the Hanukkah candles. Speak about it there and don't have to speak about it in Hilchah Hanukkah. But he does it the wrong way around, at least according to this logic. 
Aber Frat, as das, was nach Shabbos ist, doch nach Hanukkah ist Matkesh, wir holen Shabbos Kanal, especially when, as we've already mentioned, the fact that the Shabbos candles override the Hanukkah candles highlights the power and value of Shabbos candles, which lends it to be a conversation in the halachas of Shabbos. Why does the Rambam discuss this in the laws of Hanukkah? Once we understand that, we'll be able to understand the other details. So therefore, wir schleimen Abir, but that explanation goes like this. Let's understand why do you light Shabbos candles at all. Go look at how the Rambam describes Shabbos candles in the Halachas of Shabbos, the first reference to Shabbos candles. There he doesn't tell us that's because of Shalom Bayis. There he says you light Shabbos candles because it adds pleasure and honor to Shabbos. He doesn't say anything about Shalom Bayes. To, as the Gemara says, avoid bumping into furniture or tripping. Or the other opinion that it's not pleasant to eat your meal in the dark. The Rambam does not raise that in Hilchas Shabbos. Interesting. So in Hilchas Shabbos, what's the position? Why do you light Shabbos candles? For the honor and pleasure of Shabbos. Surely that is incredibly perplexing. Once we reach Hilchas Chanukah, we discover that the Rambam's view is, that the reason you prioritize Shabbos candles over Chanukah candles is because Shabbos candles represent peace in the home. Surely, if that's what the Rambam believes, he should have told it to us when he introduced the halachas of Shabbos candles first time around. Unless we're misunderstanding this. Is there fun move on? We obviously haven't understood properly. As late in the Rambam is the etzim achil von der Shabbos. The Rambam is showing us that the fundamental reason you light Shabbos candles is nit zulib shalom bayis. The primary reason to light Shabbos candles is not for peace in the home, not slip covered voinik, but because of the honor and pleasure of Shabbos. That's the primary reason. Now the reality is having lights in your house will add to the peace in your home on Shabbos because people won't bump into the walls and they will enjoy the meal. But this is not the parameters or the reason why you light Shabbos candles. If that is true, that the primary reason to light Shabbos candles is out of honor of Shabbos, then we've got to understand, why then does the Rambam subsequently say, the reason that you pay for your Shabbos candles instead of your Hanukkah candles is because of Shalom Bayis, the Rambam says that's not even part of the mitzvah. So how is he using it as the reason why the Shabbos candles take precedence over the Hanukkah candles? To answer that question, that is why the Rambam brings these halachas not in the laws of Shabbos, because the laws of Shabbos focus on how Shabbos candles honor Shabbos and bring pleasure, pleasure to Shabbos. There is another subject to be discussed in Ilchis Chanukah. What is that? And not only is it a different halacha, but when is Moisif Hashem Nimcha to illustrate his point, the Rambam will quote the idea that you erase Hashem's name in the case of the Soto. Their mit Israel using this information, the Rambam innovates an insight for us. As those was near Beisai, Koydim Mishum Shlom Beisai, 
the fact that Shabbos candles take priority over Hanukkah candles because of Shalom bias is S, and here is the kicker, is S, Nita Geder in Ner Shabbos is not a detail of the laws of Shabbos candles. As in them, it's not telling us that because peace is a theme of Shabbos candles, therefore Shabbos candles are greater than Hanukkah candles, and therefore they push Hanukkah candles aside. The Rambam's not saying that because the Rambam is clear that peace is not the primary reason you have Shabbos candles. So why then do you defer your Hanukkah candles to Shabbos candles? Nor because generally across Judaism, anything that has to do with peace takes priority over any other consideration. So therefore, if one mitzvah gets displaced because of the mitzvah or because of the principle of sholem, it's not that mitzvah A has the power to push aside mitzvah B. Shabbos candles are so important, they push aside Hanukkah candles, which are perhaps less important. No, that's not the message. It's rather that you actually now fulfill part of what Hanukkah candles are all about by lighting Shabbos candles. We'll explain this in greater detail, but the principle is by deferring the Hanukkah candles, you're actually celebrating the Hanukkah candles and the Shabbos candles are showing you that celebration. Okay, let's understand how that works. The principle that the Rambam teaches, that you put the Shabbos candles first because of the principle of Shalom Bayes, is is not only detail about Shabbos candles, the fact that Shalom takes precedence is part of the Chanukah message too. Why? Because Chanukah is what I tell from Because as the Ramban tells us, the whole of Torah is here to bring peace to the world. Chanukah is part of Torah. Therefore, Chanukah's objective is also to bring peace to the world. That's why the Rambam Dafka has this conversation in the Halochas of Chanukah. So that you'd be clear, we're not discussing over here the displacement of Hanukkah in favor of Shabbos. But rather to show us that Hanukkah itself is this message. In other words, if in the laws of Shabbos we were told that Shabbos candles override Hanukkah candles, we'd say, aha, that tells you Shabbos candles are so powerful, they override Hanukkah candles. Because the Rambam does not do that. And instead he says, in the laws of Hanukkah, this is how you celebrate Hanukkah in these circumstances, where a person cannot afford both his Shabbos and Hanukkah candles. He prioritizes his Shabbos candles. That's how Hanukkah is celebrated in those circumstances in the best way possible. Why? Because Hanukkah wants to bring peace to the world. And in this situation, peace is illustrated by the Shabbos candles over the Hanukkah candles. And if them bring to a raya from them, and in order to prove that point, he quotes that we're allowed to erase Hashem's name to bring peace in a marriage, because Shalom is not not just that you're not allowed to erase Hashem's name, but there's a crisis over here in this marriage, so we'll have to unfortunately erase Hashem's name to deal with the crisis. It's much more than that. 
This is a scenario where we deliberately, intentionally write Hashem's name with the sole purpose of erasing it in order to bring peace. In other words, here you've got the mitzvah of writing Hashem's name with all of its power, with all of its holiness. All for the purpose that it should be erased. So that there should be peace in this family. That's what the Rambam wants to show us. The principles of Torah are that Torah is constructed to bring peace into the world. Sometimes you bring peace by removing something. In that case, you're removing Hashem's name. In this case, you're removing the Hanukkah lights. That's why the Rambam says that the Shabbos candles come before. And that's different. Completely different to the language of the Gemara, which said that the Shabbos candles take priority over. Priority implies that there's something that the Shabbos candles have that Hanukkah candles don't have. The Rambam doesn't want to say that. Odif can get touched there and use the word Odif in the Gemara. You could explain it as the mitzvah the Shabbos or the Nadifus the Gabbat Tzvet and Hanukkah. The implication would be that the Shabbos candles have a fundamental edge over the Hanukkah candles. On is a fadoiche Tzvet mitzvah, which then allows us that Shabbos candles should push away Hanukkah candles. The Rambam does not want to convey that message. Is the Rambam as Odiv Domain Blois Koidem? The Rambam wants us to understand, don't misunderstand the Gemara's use of the word Odiv. Don't think the Gemara intended Odiv to mean that Shabbos candles are more powerful than Hanukkah candles. Rather, that Shabbos candles in this scenario come first before Hanukkah candles. The Gemara meant me den bloi zogen den din. All the Gemara wants to tell us is, as in Adloka befoil, when it comes to actually choosing which to light, when a hot nori of Eino from Zaini can only afford one of them, is near basic koidem, you put the Shabbos candles first. Why do you put them first? Because that way Hanukkah candles actually still achieve their purpose. Let's understand that better. Bechtei zum Mazbe zain deminen. As when a setzach vegen shalom, when we discuss the principle of shalom, Shalom does not mean one mitzvah is overridden by another more important or more powerful mitzvah or restriction. Rather, Shalom means if I have to defer mitzvah A in favor of mitzvah B, it's because that will convey mitzvah A's purpose. Is the Rambam Mamshech Mazbe, which the Rambam explains by telling us, God The greatness of peace is that it is the central theme of the whole of Torah. It's not only the theme of Shabbos candles, it is equally the theme of Hanukkah candles. Which means, Considering that the entire Torah, which means every single mitzvah, is designed and intended to bring peace into our world, this fashtandik from that we can appreciate, if I have a choice between two mitzvahs, one of which is clearly related to the principle of peace, then that mitzvah which represents peace can never displace another mitzvah, from the mitzvah satayra or the derabon, whether the other mitzvah is a Torah or rabbinic mitzvah. 
The moment I perform a mitzvah that actually actively generates peace in the world, that actually also fulfills what the other mitzvah was intended for. I'm not pushing away the other mitzvah. We're doing what the other mitzvah was intended for. Why are there Hanukkah candles? To bring peace to the world. Why are there Shabbos candles? To bring peace to the world. If I have to choose between the two of them, well, Shabbos candles show me the peace in an obvious way. So that's going to celebrate both Shabbos and Hanukkah by lighting the Shabbos candles. That's why the Rambam brings both things as The fact that the Rambam talks about the advantage of Shabbos candles not only over Hanukkah candles but also over Kiddush He brings it into one conversation unlike the Gemara that split it into two separate aloches because the Rambam wants to be clear to us that there are not two separate topics at, under discussion over here. That you shouldn't think. Shabbos candles, one topic is they override Hanukkah candles and a separate topic is they override Kiddush wine. Now, das is ein und selber din. The Rambam wants to tell us it's one message, one theme, one principle in Judaism. That principle is we bald as sholem is klolus kavonus nesinas hatayra v'chol mitzvah yiseha kol hatayra, because the objective of peace is the common theme of the whole of Torah and every mitzvah. Kelol oich ner Chanukah ve'kiddush ayom, which includes Chanukah candles and kiddush wine, is detzad hashavish abayin mechayiv degedima for ner beisoy. That common theme that runs through every single mitzvah is the singular reason why, in all circumstances, where Shabbos candles that clearly represent the theme of peace are up against any other mitzvah, Shabbos candles will have to take priority. Now let's take this deep and understand, yes, this is now a principle we understand that applies to the whole of Judaism, that no matter what scenario it is, every single mitzvah, every single component of Torah is the theme of Shalom. Why would this be expressed specifically in the halachas of Chanukah? Well, Chanukah is not a prat in kol ha because Chanukah is not just a singular mitzvah within the whole ocean of Torah, which is all about bringing peace to the world. But the nature of Chanukah is that Chanukah celebrates the whole of Judaism, the whole of Torah. And the Rambam tells that to us right in the beginning of his introduction to the Alochus of Chanukah. The Rambam is and by the way, this is interesting because the Rambam's Mishnah Torah is not a book of history. So the fact that he starts Hilchas Hanukkah with a whole historical account of what occurred means that that information is relevant to understanding the halachas of Hanukkah. He gives us the backstory to why we have Hanukkah in the first place. And he says, But was in the second temple era, when the Hellenists attacked the Jewish people, made decrees against the Jewish people, and they wanted to neutralize their observance. And they wouldn't allow us to study Torah and perform mitzvahs. So it is an affront to Kol HaTorah. And saved us. And therefore the great sages of that time instituted Hanukkah as an eight-day holiday to celebrate the miracles. Based on how the Rambam is telling us those haste, as teichin in Yonafun Chanukah that the theme of Chanukah bashtei nit nor in dem vasikum durcham uro mesuyom 
It's not just that there was a great miracle associated with a particular incident. On Hot Mitzvah's Proteus, which therefore causes us to have specific mitzvahs like lighting a menorah and saying Hallel, which would be the same as pretty much as any other mitzvah, whether it be Daraisa or Dirabonon. The Rambam wants us to know non nochmer. Something much more fundamental occurred on Hanukkah, which is Hanukkah was when we were saved from far reaching decrees against Judaism from Gansan Dos Yisrael against the entire Jewish observance and Klolus and the entire observance of Torah Mitzvahs. Therefore, if you want to say that Torah is last is Sholom Boilam, this is a holiday that represents Kol HaTorah, so therefore this is a holiday that must represent Sholom. Now we can see that the relationship between the fact that you prioritize Shabbos candles, specifically mentioned in the halachas of Hanukkah, is related to the idea that Hanukkah is this message of the entire Torah and the whole of Torah is about Shalom. And Hanukkah is part of the whole of Torah. It's not just that. The fact that the Rambam goes to the extent of illustrating to us the importance of Sholem, not only in the unique debate between Shabbos candles and Hanukkah candles, but rather that where does the Rambam discuss that? Specifically in the laws of Hanukkah. Must be because the theme of Sholem is deeply rooted in the story and theme of Hanukkah. Even beyond the fact that it's just the date that we saved the whole of Torah and the whole of Torah is about peace. In order to understand what the uniqueness about Hanukkah is, we're going to observe the difference between what Shabbos candles achieve and what Hanukkah candles achieve. And we'll see that, in a sense, they're almost like two ends of a spectrum. So we'll understand it based on the following. If you take the whole of Torah Mitzvahs, you can put them into two categories. Number one is, The first of the Aseris Adibros, which is Asay, the positive Mitzvahs. How we serve the Ebeshter by things that we do proactively and positively. That's one aspect of Judaism. Then there's another aspect of Judaism represented by the second of the Aseris Adibros, and that's the principle of the mitzvahs we are not in, allowed to transgress. And that's all how do we serve the Ebeshta? By avoidance of doing something that's wrong. Generally speaking, positive mitzvahs align with anoichi, that's proactive positive behavior that connects us to Hashem. And mitzvahs are associated with which is shlila, staying away with, 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 from what we shouldn't do. That's generally speaking. The seven rabbinic laws of which Hanukkah is one, they're all proactive mitzvahs. The fascinating thing about them is, even though they're all positive mitzvahs, they're all designed to avoid and remove something negative, like washing your hands. With that in mind, we can distinguish between what Shabbos is all about and what Hanukkah is all about. And here's where it gets really fascinating, because the actions of Shabbos seem to be desist, whereas the actions of Hanukkah seem to be due, and yet the themes are the opposite. Shabbos is 
Shabbos is all about a positive, proactive action that we do. As the Rambam tells us right at the beginning of Hilchah Shabbos, Shabbos is primarily a positive mitzvah. What's the positive mitzvah? To desist from work. And he quotes the Pasuk that says, you have to rest on the seventh day. Even though the vast majority of mitzvahs associated with Shabbos are all don'ts. Like the 39 categories of work that you may not perform on Shabbos. In spite of the fact that the parameters of Shabbos are defined by things you don't do, the theme of Shabbos is something you do. You rest. It's a positive action. Because resting on Shabbos is, just, is not simply desisting from work. It's actually doing something proactive. Like the, like the Medrash tells us about the beginning of creation, the world was missing something. Bos Shabbos, Bos Menucha, something proactive was added to the recipe called the rest of Shabbos. In other words, Shabbos is not good enough just to say, I'm doing nothing, I'm going to sleep, I'm not going to work. No, the purpose of Shabbos is to be proactive, Menucha, to be in a different state, a state of connection to the Yibishta and recognition that he controls the world. So the laws of Shabbos are mostly things you're not allowed to do. The theme of Shabbos is doing rest. Ledech is a teichem from Chanukah. Chanukah is almost the exact opposite. As we've quoted, the Rambam tells us right from the beginning, by way of introduction, what Chanukah is all about. That the Yavonim had decrees against us. They interfered with our observance. And they wouldn't allow us to perform They put pressure on us. The response was that the Chashmonoim empowered themselves. And they got rid of the Yavonim. That means practically what they did was something which is negating. They got rid of the decrees. They got rid of the enemy. Removal. Negative. How do we celebrate it? With things that appear to be positive. Joy, hallel, lighting candles. But the core principle and cause of Hanukkah is the removal of the negative. So Shabbos, the core principle of Shabbos is the doing of rest. The practical way you do it is stay away from all these things, many negative laws. The principle and theme of Hanukkah is getting rid of the negative. What do we do in practice? Positive things like candles and celebrate. With that information, we have a whole new insight into the distinction between Hanukkah and Shabbos candles. The whole purpose of Shabbos is positive, so the whole purpose of Shabbos candles is positive. Chiyuv, bring something proactively positive into your space. As the Rambam writes in the laws of Shabbos, that Shabbos candles are there to show honor to Shabbos and bring pleasure to Shabbos. That's why the Rambam tells us in the laws of Shabbos that what are Shabbos candles about? Adding more pleasure, more honor. 
practically, once you have those candles lit in your house, what is the practical experience that you have? Because the Shabbos candles are a light. Naturally, that pushes away obstacles or the possibility of a person having a non-enjoyable Shabbos. Which is Shalom Bayes. It gets rid of the problem of people perhaps feeling uncomfortable to sit and eat in the dark. And it pushes away the possibility of people tripping or bumping into walls. Which is the exact opposite of Hanukkah candles, where you're not permitted to use the Hanukkah light for yourself. So what's the goal of Shabbos candles? Add to the value of Shabbos. What's the practical outcome of Shabbos candles? You get rid of problems and obstacles and disappointment. Now look at Hanukkah candles by comparison. Why do we have Hanukkah candles? Generate light into the world, radiate a message of Hashem's miracles into the world. That's something positive. And therefore you have to be so careful to light your Hanukkah candle so that it will stimulate an opportunity for us to praise Debeshta for his miracles. So it sounds so positive. But on the other hand, why do we light Shabbos candles? Uh, sorry, Hanukkah candles. Is given you on a header shlita because we got rid of problems. Because we got rid of those people who made decrees that didn't allow us to perform Torah mitzvahs. And they just saved us from their hands. And our chevra, the chashmaroim, had the upper hand. We got rid of opposition, which is the principle of peace. Get rid of enemies brings peace. And that's actually something that you see in the, the candles themselves, as the Rambam tells us. We actually say it when we light the Hanukkah candles. We say it. Why do we light these candles? To commemorate the salvation and the miracles. And now when you've got a toss-up between Shabbos candles or Hanukkah candles, or for that matter, Shabbos candles and Kiddush wine, where will you find the answer to how do you settle this dilemma? In the laws of Hanukkah. And there you'll be told that Shabbos candles take priority. Why? Because as we have illustrated, Shabbos candles actually bring Shalom to the home. The fact that my house will be a more peaceful place with my Shabbos candles, that illustrates that Shabbos candles bring the theme of peace to the fore more than Hanukkah candles. So therefore, even Hanukkah candles themselves, because they're part of Torah, which is and specifically Hanukkah candles, which are to get rid of problems. That's the theme of Hanukkah. Get rid of the menaget. Get rid of the obstacles. Hanukkah candles will say, well, if Shabbos candles are going to get rid of obstacles practically in my house, they should take precedence. So what's the theme? If you can get rid of the negative... That is the theme of Shalom. That's what Hanukkah achieved. Shabbos candles right now is doing that more than Hanukkah candles. Shabbos candles must go first. And the Rambam will prove that.
If them bring to Rambam my chokha veraya, as dos was in a shalom shlitis amanagdis machia demchi of toysus erukidusha. The concept of prioritizing getting rid of obstacles or opposition is a priority over just generating more light into the world. It's neat though in protein Hanukkah, the Rambam will illustrate us is, to, to us. It's not only something that's unique to Hanukkah. It's a broad theme throughout the whole of Torah. How do I know? Because look, you can erase Hashem's name in order to get rid of conflict between a husband and wife. Again, what's the theme of Shalom? Removing the things that create conflict, obstacles, and discomfort, etc. Here we're dealing about the highest level of Hashem's name. The name that represents Hashem's essence. The name that the Kohen God would say explicitly only on Yom Kippur. The unique name of Hashem. And then you take that name. You don't just say it. You write it on actual parchment with actual ink. That means that's like the most powerful way that you can bring Kedusha into the physical reality of the world. That is Chiyuv. That is generating positive energy. That's shining a light. And yet here we have a scenario where you do all of that, write that name, and what's your whole intention? To erase it. As the, in, why? To bring peace between a husband and wife. Here's an illustration of where the entire purpose of adding more positive energy into the world is to is to achieve shalom, which is shlilah, getting rid of something negative. It's only signed the period ben that there should not be the separation between a husband and wife. And then the Rambam is The Rambam explains it even more clearly for us. He illustrates that the entire purpose of the whole of Torah is to bring peace into the world. Dos was Torah nitna. That's the expression he uses. The Torah was given. What does given mean? Is Why was Torah put into our world? Like writing Hashem's name onto parchment. Bringing light into the world. Bringing the Abish's infinite wisdom and will into the world. Why? Is not simply to generate more light in our lowly world. Nor lasse shalom ba'olam, but to facilitate peace in our world. For shalom is noted not dot for sis da pirdem achlokus medafes mevatel zayin. You only need shalom if there was conflict, if there was d- d- dispersion. Doses, in other words, kol ha Torah, gans Torah, the whole of Torah, all mitzvahs, including every mitzvah. Kelech divos zayinyanu begolis dinyan achiv tzmeisv zayin megalat zayin eru kedusha, including those mitzvahs and areas of Torah that seem to be so much just about bringing more light and revelation and awareness into our world is oich by zayde iker kavona matara. Even in those elements of Torah, their actual true purposes lasos shalom ba'olam to create peace in our world. To mevatel zayin dinyan in olam vases menaget to kedusha. Every part of Torah and every single mitzvah is primarily designed to remove the obstructions to godliness in the world. And we're going to take this deeper because then we'll understand that actually that's how a Jewish person is supposed to see the world. Let's take it deeper. 
the ultimate and truest form of peace is not no dos was is verbot is nagdos von zweiten und zweitschalem true peace is not only we get rid of the opposition or the enemy or the obstacle to peace nor as es wird amatze wenn es is ibro hof nitone zeichnen mit sis fundamentaget ultimate shalom is there is no space for the possibility of an enemy so you got two 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 countries that are at war peace is not that you win the war peace is you reach a state where the enemy no longer wants to be your enemy it would never be conceivable to be your enemy das heißt in other words as wenn es gar in dem zweiten mitzis as der zweite mitzis nicht immer lager du verschlemmst ja sir nicht anders von seinem mitzis what's the ultimate goal that <coughs> that you're able to illustrate not only that the other one doesn't want to be your enemy not only that the other one isn't your enemy the ultimate shalom is that the other is not other that we're all one that's the goal of torah not to neutralize opposition to judaism or to kedusha or to abishtha but to show that there is no such thing as opposition to abishtha and thus the primistic appearance then was that in the last shalom that's the real meaning of telling us that the torah was was given in order to bring peace into the world as the emetsimetsius from veltis tereikos the goal of torah is not to neutralize opposition in the world to obliterate klipa The objective of Torah is to show that the world is Elikos, always was Elikos, can be nothing but Elikos. Not just to show the world that without Ebeshi you would never exist. As Al-Tareb explains in so much detail in Shariichot Vayimuna, that Ebeshi recreates the world from absolute nothing at every nanosecond. That's not the goal of Torah, just to show the world that you are completely dependent on the Ebeshter and how dare you rebel, and obviously you can't. The objective of Torah is to show that the truest reality of existence, which feels as if it is independent, is that it is actually only capable to feel independent because it is one with the Ebeshter who is truly independent. The only reason the world can feel like it, like it exists is because Be'etzimet is one with Abishtah who Taka exists. So, usually what is the cause for conflict? The Abishtah wants certain things and I feel that I exist. The world feels that it exists. And that's where the conflict arises from. Torah comes to show that's not a source for conflict. That's a source for being aligned with what Hashem wants. The only reason you feel you exist is because you're connected to the Abishtah who truly exists. When you recognize that, obviously you're not going to do anything but what the Abishtah wants because you can't be anything but what the Abishtah wants. The world which is given its name to represent the concealment that it has, if it's left to its own devices, obscures godliness. You don't see godliness in the world. In fact, what you actually see is the world appears to be a completely independent reality. That means that it's possible not only to believe that our world is not necessarily godliness, it's possible to believe that our world exists independently of the Ebishter's input. It's possible to believe that the world is disconnected from the Ebishter, as the expression in the Medrash goes, this is a city without a, without a leader. 
Tzinedem is given a Sinas because the default state of the world is to sometimes believe that there is no connection to the Ebishter. And that is completely independent and left up to chance and natural cycles. Therefore the Torah was given to create peace between the world and its creator, the Ebishter. Which means that it should be detectable and felt not only to feel that the world is not at loggerheads with the Eibishter. And not even just to realize that the world is completely reliant on Hashem at every single moment to exist. The goal of Torah is to illustrate to the world you are Eilikos. There is nothing else but Eilikos. You have to recognize your truth. And then obviously you'll align with whatever the Ebishter wants, and that's Shalom. Therefore, even though in Torah as we've identified, there are those two approaches, two channels, Chiyuv, on the one hand, the positive approach, to bring more godliness and light into the world, on the one hand, on the other, on the other hand, there's the getting rid of the obstacles and obstructions to godliness. So even though there are two valid approaches, Ultimately, the goal of the entire Torah, which means even both channels, is Shalom. Which is to expose the truth of what the world is. The world is Elekus. The only way you can achieve that is by removing the falsehood of the world. The falsehood of the world is that it appears to conceal, to, to conceal godliness. By removing the negative, which is the theme of Shalom, removing the obstacles that you don't bump into the walls on Shabbos. That illustrates the truth that the world is all godliness. That is something very closely related to the whole theme of Hanukkah as mentioned, which is What was the whole story of Hanukkah? Exactly that. Here's a force that claims to be independent of the Ebishter and therefore can obstruct Torah and Mitzvahs and we got rid of them. How did we get rid of them? Because the Hashmanoim at that time were willing to sacrifice their lives and everything else for Debishta. In order to do that means they accessed a very deep level of themselves. The capacity for that degree of sacrifice draws on the Yechidah Shebenefesh, the deepest part of the soul, is from where a person can actually activate true Sholem. Because that's the part of ourselves that doesn't tolerate the possibility of anything that's an obstacle today, Bishter. As the Mitlerb explains in great detail. And because they had gone through their personal avoider of getting in touch with the dimension of themselves that says there is nothing other than God, therefore nothing can obstruct godliness, that translated into what happened in their world. They were able to get rid of their enemies and retain Jewish leadership and sovereignty, which means they practically had shalom in their world. That's the message of Hanukkah. That's the message of Torah. Not to fight our enemies, 
but to get in touch with a level where you recognize the enemy cannot exist because there's only a course, and naturally that swings the enemy around or obliterates the enemy. On a practical level, knowing, of course, that even on Hanukkah, Shabbos, candles take precedence. Definitely, if all year round we have to put tremendous effort to encourage women and girls to light Shabbos candles. That every girl, even before she's married and as soon as she's old enough to be educated from three years old, if every Shabbos we're supposed to encourage every girl to light Shabbos candles, as the Rebbe spoke many times, it's extra relevant on Hanukkah. We should use the time of Hanukkah with the best opportunity we can. Not only to share the Miftzoyim of Hanukkah, which is obvious, but also to encourage people to light Shabbos candles. And that should empower us even better to go into the days that follow Hanukkah as well, obviously to continue the same. When we bring together all these mitzvah lights, Shabbos and Hanukkah lights, Veritas and Avukah Gedola will make a massive flame which will totally illuminate the darkness of the goddess in which we find ourselves. And bring the gula with Mashiach when we'll actually see real peace, both in terms of elikus and in terms of practicality in our world. As the Rambam says, it'll be a world without hunger, without war, without jealousy, without competition. Because Mashiach will succeed in getting the whole world on side to be able to serve Debeshta together. And then, like the Pasuk says, that then everybody will serve Debeshta together in one voice. And we'll be able to fulfill what the Medrash says that if you light Shabbos candles, the Abishah will show you the lights of Tzion, the Adlokas Aneris and Beis Amigdash Ashlishi, the lighting of the Mnur and the Beis Amigdash Ashlishi, which should happen in Mitzvah Shem Tekev, Umiyad Mamash.